Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Join each and every Tuesday at 530 by Kevin McPherson, been on his hoop scoop courtesy of hogville.net. Well, where did we start today, Kevin? Let's, let's start. Is there any news we need to talk about? Guys, we, we, we've always got news, don't we? Well, we haven't seen much today, so yes, we usually do, but we're going to depend on you today to see if there's some news. How's that? I mean, I, we're t- I know you can talk right, about 2023 recruits and all that kind of stuff, but what about for today? Well, we've got, you know, we've got Jalen Williams. Uh, you know, the combine started this week. Jay Note in the NBA G League Elite Camp. By the way, his measurables just came out, and I put some of that out. Uh, you know, height and hand width and length and things like that. His body fat, guys, less than 4%, 3.65%. That's pretty impressive body fat index number. Um, that's one of the best that I saw out there. But 6'2 and a quarter in shoes, 6'1 not in shoes. That doesn't surprise me. Um, and then and then I looked at his wingspan was six six and a quarter. I think that's good given his height. Uh, standing reach was eight feet and one and a half inches. So those are just some of the measurables that have come out. Um, you know, we're going to look for some more stuff in his testing. Things like you know uh, max vert, standing vert, different uh, different other measurables they'll do in terms of his athleticism. Um, and then, you know, he's played one game so far. He should be competing again this evening. Uh, did not have his best outing yesterday in the first game that he played in. He was one of 13 shooting from the field. It was a game where he had four points, five turnovers, four assists, and three rebounds. I watched it. Um, you know, uh, he did struggle in that game with, with decision-making and timing on some things he was doing. It's just a different, you know, what, what, as you step up to the next level of competition, uh, it becomes more and more difficult. Uh, because you're, you know, you, you're the the field that you're among and you're competing with for these pro opportunities. These are some of the best players that have emerged from the college game as well. So, you know, you're keeping, you know, more, stronger company when you start talking about talent and ability and all kinds of other things that factor into trying to be a pro. And so you hope Note for his own sake tonight. It's the final day of the, the two day. G League Elite Camp. You hope that he has a good showing in the next five-on-five competition. Um, and you know, but I still think he's going to have some opportunities uh, to be invited to a summer league roster. Um, and you know, he'll obviously get some workouts and different opportunities through his representation. And at some point, at minimum, you hope he gets a chance to have a path like guys like Daryl Macon and Mason Jones did. You know, guys that went undrafted, which I expect Note will. Uh, and and you know, earn their ways into two-way contracts and give them a, give themselves a chance to, you know, you know, if, if they're not playing much in the NBA on that two-way deal, getting enough experience in the G League to help themselves eventually, you know, play at the highest level of the game, which obviously for everyone knows that's the NBA. What are you hearing on Stanley Umude? Well, I mean, he's been going through different, you know, pro days and he you know he took part in some in, in the Portsmouth Invitational um he took part in the Reese's College basketball all-star game you know back at the end of the season um 
you know, the fact that he wasn't invited to either the elite camp or the combine puts him a little bit on the outside. But look, players are constant. You know, there are players that make it that don't even have those opportunities. So he just continues to work. Um, you know, he. So I think that you know, eventually, I know he's going to play professionally somewhere, guys. He's going to make money playing basketball. Uh, as far as the NBA uh, and even the G League, uh, I think he's going to have a chance to get to the G League level. Not sure about the NBA, but I think you know he may have a chance to uh, play his way into a G League opportunity. But the fact that he wasn't among the 44 players invited to the G League camp means it's going to be a little tougher for him because he does not have this exposure in front of the decision makers at that league level uh, in these two days that where other guys like Note do. And, you know, as far as Jalen Williams goes, we're going to hear more and more about uh, as the week unfolds and it gets into competition and, and measurements and some of the agility testing and some of the things, you know, where he, where, where he falls into, you know, uh, some of these categories in terms of bigger, taller, longer wingspan than expected, not as good as expected or advertised when he was in college. Some of those things, uh, all players go through that. And, um, you know, I really think everything I keep hearing and seeing is he's got a solid mid-second-round draft grade. Uh, that being the case, it really is. And I keep, I've said this on so many uh, previous of, of our segments that, you know, it really comes down to are there fits out there where teams are feel good enough to make an under-the-table commitment to him, a guarantee. Um, and these are things that are always under the table at this stage because the teams can't talk for, you know, on the record about it. They're not supposed to do it. Um, and, and, you know, I understand with Andy Katz, uh, who's a college basketball analyst now with Insta, it used to be ESPN, now he's with Instably.com. He put a tweet out today that he had a good chat with Jalen who talked about he, would, he, he, he wants to see a guarantee before he decides if he's going to stay in the draft. And I'm not, I, you know, I was a little surprised to see Jalen say that much on the record because those are kind of the types of things that are under the radar. Now, he didn't say anything specifically um, in, in terms of, you know, <laughs> what he was looking for or from whom other than, you know, a generic guarantee. Uh, but, but I would think that something like that will be available to him at some point because, uh, because of his age and his size. He's very young for, his, for, for the college experience he has. Um, and uh, the way that he plays the game at both ends, he impacts the game without having to have the ball. And usually with young players, unless you're a top-level guy, top, you know, lottery pick um, situation, usually young players are not going to get the ball for a while, so they want to find guys that can come in. He's a blue-collar guy. He can rebound. I think that has translated every level for him, so I think Jalen Williams has that as a selling point. And where he might lack compared to some others in certain types of athleticism and quickness, he, he's, his IQ is so high that he, he reads speed of the game in situations, so he's quick mentally to get to spots uh, where to maybe compensate for some lack of some athleticism relative to others, you know, leaping ability and, and physical quickness. So I think he brings a lot to the table. And I think I continue to say this. I lean more and more to the idea that he probably won't come back. I'm not saying that he – that I know that he's not, but I believe more and more that I hear the chances are that he's gone at this point. But again, the combine week is going to be big for him. And he is on the record today with Andy Katz saying that he's looking for a guarantee before deciding to stay in draft. Hmm. That would be extremely unusual, would it not? 
No, guarantees happen all the time. It's unusual to talk about it. No, I'm, I'm yeah, no. I'm saying before the draft to get that kind of guarantee, though, that, that to me is what seem un, seems unusual. Well, you know, players get guarantees. Um, they're under the I table under, situation. I can understand a lottery pick, but I don't think Jalen's going to be a lottery pick, Kevin. No, second-round players now get guaranteed contracts. Hmm. And a lot of teams are like, look, we value you here. If you want to come now, we're going to pick you at this spot that we have. We're guaranteeing you a spot, and we're going to guarantee you money. The only way it's good for a player to accept a guarantee like that is if that means they're going to get at least two years of guaranteed money. And a lot of them will get three. Even in the second round now, most of your 31 to 40 picks are going to get guaranteed contracts with multiple years. Isaiah Joe got one at number 49 with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, so, you know, I, I think, and this is a this is an annual thing now where these things a lot of them are worked out behind the scenes, and then once players have agents, they're actually begging teams on draft night not to pick them because you have a whole set of different um, expectations in the second round. For certain teams, are just using the draft pick because they're going to put someone immediately on a two way contract. They don't have plans for someone in that slot and what they have coming back and what they're doing in free agency to necessarily draft a guy and give them a guarantee. So if you get a guarantee with a team that's picking maybe mid to late second round, you might have to back some other teams off from drafting you because you you don't care about the fact that you went 10 picks later if you know you're going to get a guarantee that you've already kind of pre-negotiated under the table. Well, what if he could get an NIL guarantee at Arkansas? Now, he's not going to get a million dollars, but you know if it's a six-figure guarantee and then that helps him be in better shape next year for the draft i guess that's just what he have to weigh wouldn't he one against the other absolutely and um you know for the nba team if if you've got something settled there and you can trust it um usually that and that's where the agents come in the agents know you know they have a good feel for which teams are more reliable than others some teams don't do guarantees they just will not do it so you know there's a whole slew of scenarios to, to weigh and that's what the that's what the representation is supposed to weed through and, and get sorted out um you know at that point and so on paper you know Jalen Williams doesn't have representation right now he doesn't have that he doesn't have an agent so um you know so you, we just don't know behind the scenes who's involved and, and how uh something like that might land uh, but He's got till June 1st to make a decision to come back to school if that's going to be the choice. And my guess is he'll announce something before then or by then. In other words, I don't think we're going to see a deadline come by. Um, and he's not saying either way, whatever the decision is at that point, what he's going to do or sooner. And I would guess it's going to be sooner. Hmm. Uh, no, we're right up against it. All right, we've got a caller waiting for you. So we'll... Take you to the break and uh, take this after we come out of the break. By the way, it's Stan, so I'm not sure. Unless he's checking He out just to wants to let Kevin know that Eric Musselman will never, never win a national championship. Well, so. I thought maybe he might that, or he's checking up to see if Kevin's jumped on the bandwagon of trying to get that uh, statue built for Coach Richardson. That <laughs> could be it, too. Yeah. Uh, Get prepared, Kevin. You never know with the span. All right, Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. 
It's Gut Check Time. Drive Time Sports is back on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And for some reason, I think my board is frozen up for the moment. Kevin, are you with us? Guys, can you hear me? Okay. All right, it's just not showing me. Yes, we can hear you. It's just not my board is locked up, but yet it still allowed me to uh, get you on the air. So, with that being said, let's talk to Stan. Stan, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, sir. Hey, How you doing, Randy? Stan. Yeah, there's hey, Randy. Stan. Yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing, Rick? Great, Stan. How about you? Oh, I'm better since I hear y'all. Y'all, yeah, man. You know, I love y'all show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's, hey, who's Scoop? Can you hear me? He can hear you. Who's Scoop? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah. Kevin, can you hear me? Can you hear can you, can you I got disconnected, yeah, so I had yeah. to call back in. Hey, who's cool? Hey, who's cool? I got one uh-huh. question for you, man. Hey, let's yeah. change the subject for a minute. Because uh, they ain't going to win no championship. No way. It don't really matter. They ain't going to win no championship. But, hey, baseball ain't going to win no championship. Let me ask something about who's cool. Hey, how about that football? How about that? I'm going to talk football. How about that who's cool? Let's do it. Hey, man, look here. Uh, they, when I tell you, when, when I say this, who's cool? When I say this, I know you're gonna look at me funny, but hey, I'll be the hogs gonna be. We like to beat Alabama last year. They just won by five points, but we're gonna beat them this. I'm gonna tell you something. Who's cool? Who's cool? We're gonna beat the hogs. Hogs gonna be Alabama this year, and uh, when they do that, if KJ Jefferson stay healthy, we're gonna beat Alabama, and we're gonna be. He's gonna be up for the Heisman Trophy, baby. I'll be that beat Alabama. Why not? And, 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 listen, KJ Jefferson's gonna be up for the Heisman Trophy. What do you think about that? Who's cool? I'm going to say go no, like and beat I, I say I'm why not? Alabama's going to fall to Arkansas at some point. <laughs> Been a while. Hmm. Uh, well, if you haven't had a full dose of Stan, you've got a pretty good uh, <laughs> amount right there, so. All you need to know from Stan is that Eric Musselman will never win a national championship at Arkansas. So look, I've heard Martin. him say well, that a few times. Won't it be shocking if that happens? Good grief. Hey, guys. By the way, I've got some more measurable information for J.D. Note at the okay. G League Elite Camp. Great. He had a 31.5-inch no-step vertical, which is fourth in, in, the, in the 44-player camp, so that's really good. He's third in the max vertical jump. So you get a, you get a few steps in there, a little head start at 39 inches. So he came in third on that. Uh, now these are posted as unofficial, so we'll see if they update them to official. Uh, but this is from the elite camp leaderboard that the that the, the camp put out, the G League put out, and been in the three quarter court sprint. He's eighth overall. He did that. He completed that in 3.20 seconds. We know he's a pretty good basketball player, right? Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was a third-team All-American and Arkansas's leading scorer, one of the top players in the SEC. And you go back, and he, he got all-league recognition two years ago as the sixth man of the year. So, you know, he's living out his dreams uh, to play professional basketball. In the him. previous segment, we talked about some of the actual measurables. Now we're looking at some of the athletic, you know, his athleticism uh, measure, you know, the measurables there. 
Um, and, you know, the, the results on the court weren't great yesterday. So hopefully tonight, hopefully in this next game, I think he'll be playing here shortly. You know, hopefully he turns that around and helps himself. But I think when you just look at some of these measurables relative to the position he plays and, and some of these, when you look at his athleticism, these are these bode well for him because these are things that factor into decisions that are made in addition to what you do on the court. And sometimes you can just have a few bad games and teams will still want to take another look at you just based on, you know, some of your attributes. Um, and, and they look back at the game film. That's what really matters. Now, J.D. Notay was always a guy that, when you looked at it, his percentages maybe weren't efficient when he looked at shooting. Uh, sometimes, you know, turned the ball over, maybe didn't make the best decisions with it. But he was certainly a guy that you had to have uh, it, when you looked at Arkansas's roster. So he can play with, you know, different kinds of talent around him and bring things to the table that help you win. And I think it always comes down to which teams believe in you. And, and just having these opportunities is great for J.D. Note right now. Uh, you know, I wish Stanley Amirdi was in this elite camp as well because I think he's good enough. What, based on some of the players I looked that were invited, I felt like he was good enough to be here. Uh, the fact that he's not means he's probably going to have to go work a little harder to, to get where he wants to be. Hmm. Um, the elite, you've been talking using that term, the elite, though, of the elite gets to move on from the G League Combine on to the big combine, if you will, uh, that's also in Chicago. It sounds like, Kevin, though, the odds are against J.D. Note from moving on to the next combine, which is where Jalen Williams is. But um, what would it take or what do you think it might take for and in today, the last day of the G League combine, if I remember correctly, they, it was just Monday and Tuesday. And then the yeah. other combine runs all the way through uh, this upcoming Sunday. It sounds like the odds, though, are against J.D. Note from, from being invited to move on to the regular combine. Yeah, I think yesterday's game really was hurting. Now, if he has an MVP kind of game, a 30-point game where he does everything well, I don't know if he has to score 30, but he's you know, got to have a basically a great game maybe to help change some minds there. In the past, they just haven't brought many people over from elite camp to the actual combine. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you know it's been less than a handful. So you've already you know the the, the percentage of chance for everybody is not all that great going into it. Uh, and then your I guess your top performers are the ones that are going to get um, they're going to get the invite. You know, I remember bring the name up. Hog fans will probably don't want to hear it, but Reggie Perry, who was a one-time commit, mm-hmm. ended up at Mississippi State, um, you know, was shared a piece of that SEC Player of the Year with Mason Jones. If everybody remembers that, Emmanuel Quickly right. at Kentucky, they had the three different players had a version of that between the Associated Press and the coaches a couple of years back, and Reggie, uh, Reggie Perry was a guy that got, did not initially get invited to the combine. He had to go through the elite camp, perform well there. So he did. He was one of the few that got bumped up and invited into, based on those performances, into the combine. Uh, and ended up being a draft pick late, late second round in that uh, 2020 um, NBA draft. Let's check in real quick with Jacob. Jacob, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Hoop Scoop? I do, yes, sir. How y'all doing today? Great, thank you. 
Great. Um, I was calling, so um, I had a question. So, J.D. Note is measurable and versus Patrick Beverly when he was coming out of Arkansas. Now, obviously, he didn't really come out of Arkansas. He was made to leave, but um, he ended up having to go to Europe. He came back, and he's still a NBA player. Does, does J.D. Note's defense measure up to Patrick Beverly? I mean, I know that they're shot. They're just a volume shooter. Yeah. That so, makes so Patrick Patrick Beverly coming out of Chicago is no thank more you, as a scorer. Yes, thank you. No more as a scorer. Very athletic, had plus arm length though, almost elite arm length for his size. And he was a big time rebounder, even in the college level for a guard his size. Uh it continues to be that. He blocked shots at the point guard position. And he's just got a, almost a unique niche in the NBA. You see guys like him but not very many that are a pest. They, they, it's as much about the way that they play the game, not only from a, you know, from a academic standpoint and being in the right place at the right time and knowing how to play defense, but there's a mental aspect to it that he brings to frustrate other players because he's so physical and relentless. I don't know that J.D. Note at this stage, we could say that he projects like that, but he's certainly a guy that if he buys into – some of the things he needs to do outside of scoring the ball and shooting it, because he's going to have to. If he if he makes that turn, he's got a chance, and I do think he's got a chance at some point to get a shot at the NBA level, but it may be a while. And he also needs to uh, improve upon his trash talking. I think uh, Patrick Beverly, Ooh, one of the bigger goodness. trash talkers that he you'll is. find. Yeah. He's been quite a topic this week as, as he, he sure uh, has. He's in the studio at ESPN, hasn't he? Yeah, I'd say. Wow. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hawkville.net.